Good morning and welcome back to Faith FM. You're on The Brecky Show. This is our first show of 2021, which is a bit exciting. And um, this morning, you are with Minnie and... Harley! And Eliza. Yeah, there's three of us in the studio this morning. So good. Um, good to have you guys here. I haven't co-hosted or hosted with you guys at all. No, no, this is... Well, I am the uh, substitute... Uh, maybe you could say discount Lyle, I guess you could say. <laughs> yes, Lyle is away for the next little bit, so we will have a few fill-ins. Um, Eliza, you've been here before. You're our little resident historian. I am. I think that's right. we have a monthly, monthly yes, segment with you? Yes, that's right. Yes. Um, what are you guys thankful for today? I am thankful that the borders are still open <laughs> yeah. to get back to Queensland. I have been down here in uh, Newcastle for Christmas and New Year's with my family mm. uh, and just been keeping an eye on the border with Queensland. Uh, it's still open. Obviously, you have to have a pass to get through, which we're mm. uh, just doing that. But uh, right after this show, um, I am Eliza and I are both heading back to Brisbane uh, to uh, the holiday will be over. Time to get back to work. Mm, it's been that way. What are you thankful for, Eliza? How are you feeling? I am so thankful for family. Mm. I've over this past holiday break, I've had an opening to see my family for the first time in six months. Oy. So I'm just feeling so blessed. It's almost as though God has uh, kept the borders open just in in time <laughs> for for me to see them again. Nah, that's so good. It's been a hard year, hey, with all all that mm. jazz and. There's been yeah. a few more restrictions that have coming back in as well. Mm. I was like, maybe, mm. maybe. Nah. There's a few of us that we were all going to go down to Victoria. I mean, separately, but a few of mm. my friends just, you know, I wanted to see some family I don't see a lot and um, other friends had family and, you know, people they wanted to see and it was not to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's awesome you had that opportunity because yeah. they're based around this area? No, no. My family are based around Victoria. That's so right. I, yeah. That's, okay. Um, God blesses. Yeah, 100%. In incredible ways. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Um, okay, so Harley, tell us some positive news. All right, well, uh, some of you may know of a guy named uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, a famous actor in a number of films. He's won an Academy Award. Well, he is currently, uh, he has just recently celebrated 45 years old of sobriety uh and uh i'm just gonna he shared his tweet out on his twitter uh just cel- uh, commemorating that and so i'm just going to play what he has to say here for us real quick uh and you can have a listen it's a fantastic uh what he has to say uh in celebrating uh 45 years of sobriety hello everyone good morning well new year is coming it's been a tough year full of grief and sadness for many 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 people But 45 years ago today, I had a wake-up call. I was heading for disaster, uh, drinking myself to death. I'm not preachy, but uh, I got a message, a little thought that said, do you want to live or die? And I said, I want to live. And suddenly the relief came and my life has been amazing. And uh, I have my off, off days and sometimes little bits of doubt and all that. But all in all, I say, hang in there. Today is the tomorrow you were so worried about yesterday. You young people, don't give up. Just keep in there. Just keep fighting. Be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. And that sustained me through my life. And that's all I've got to say. And Happy New Year. This is going to be the best year. Thank you. 
Yeah, so I just found that to be super encouraging, especially, you know, to find a celebrity. Mm. Uh, you know, we often, you know, uh, hear about celebrities struggling with, uh, mm. with, with uh, uh, substance abuse, uh, drug abuse, uh, alcohol abuse, and so forth. And so he's, he's, he said, you know, I was, I was in a really dark place uh, when, this, when this happened. And then he heard this voice, you know, saying, do you mm. want to live or die? And he wanted to live. Which is a pretty powerful question. Yes. Like, you know, no do you want to choose around. a death option? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hopkins uh, he says he is a recovering alcoholic. Uh, he has stayed sober since he stopped drinking just after Christmas in 1975. Uh, he said that uh, I made that quantum leap when I asked for help. I uh, and and so uh, he says I just found something and a woman talked to me and she said just trust in God and I said well wow. why not. Uh, so he says, Whoa. yeah, when, when, when asked if he actually is, is a praying person, he says, no, he's not so much. Um, but he says, you know, I did ask for help, which is a form of prayer. Mm. Uh, and in an interview, interview uh, last year, uh, he asked, um, no, he was asked about his, 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 his personal belief. Uh, he says, he asked if he's ag- an agnostic. He said, agnosticism is a bit strange. An agnostic doubts and an, athe- an atheism denies. Mm-hmm. I'm not a holy Joe. I'm just an old sinner like everyone else. I do believe more than ever now that there is a vast area of our own lives that we know nothing about. As I get older, I can cry at the drop of a hat because of the wonderful, terrible passion of life being so short. I have to believe there is something bigger than me. I'm just a microbe. That for me is the biggest feeling of relief, acknowledging that I'm really nothing. I'm compelled to say, whoever is running the show, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's a, you know, and I mean... Obviously, you know, he's, you know, as, as, as a person of faith myself, uh, you know, I also recognize that, you know, we really are, you know, just microbes in comparison to, mm. to God, you know, and, you know, just living on the speck of a world. Uh, but we have our struggles, we have our, our things that we go through, uh, and we have a God, though, who is willing and able, and he loves us. As small as we are, he loves mm. us with an everlasting love, and he can give us that strength to uh, deal with um, deal with those addictions that we have in our lives, uh, to your strength to overcome them, uh, and so yeah, that was just some uh, really nice positive news uh, and a little bit of a testimony from a famous uh, famous actor uh, that we can uh, that we can take some encouragement from today. So if you are struggling uh, with uh, a, a addiction as well. That same question, ask yourself, you know, do you want to live or do you want to die and say, I want to live and reach out to God and he will give you the strength. Mm. And if you guys have any testimonies that you want to share um, just about if you have any of those times in your life, give us a call or, you know, shoot us a text, 1-800-324-843. Testimonies are super powerful, you know. Who knows who is listening who wants to share i mean we're just here we can't see any of you um we know that you're there because we do sometimes hear from you um but yeah testimonies are powerful and sometimes um i know in my life it, it just helps when um yeah you hear from someone else what they've been through and um yeah how god's got them through that and we have a testimony coming up from our guest interview later on so stick around for that you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different Okay, so in some uh, news stories today, as I mentioned before, um, I think we all know that there uh, has, for years and years, been some tension in the Jerusalem kind of vicinity. Um, Recently, there has been a bit more tension that has arisen, but 
A disused rubble field piece of land has caused the most recent friction between the ancient Armenian Christian community and local Palestinian community. So basically the Armenians, um, they've been there for a while. They have asked the Palestinian government for help to do with this land. None came. So eventually they turned to the Jerusalem municipality, which along with the Jewish nationalist Jerusalem Development Corporation agreed to help them out with sorting out this land, getting rid of the rubble, cleaning up that sort of thing. That, that, yeah, they would do it on the condition that a car park, no, I said park, park, um, but that a car park would be reserved for residents of the Jewish quarter. It's a 10 year lease, so it's not forever. Uh, That car park has sparked anger among the Palestinians, oh, I can't even speak this morning, (laughs) including Palestinian Christians, because they worry that the agreement will further entrench Jewish control. Um, However, the Armenian. Patriarchate. I don't even know what that means specifically. Patriarchate. It's it's like the Pope for Armenians. Ah, there we go. Fantastic. It's nice to have someone on the show who knows. <laughs> uh, they say they have no choice but just because of the f- financial obligation. They really needed some help with that. And there has already been, like I said, a recent rise in anti-Christian sentiment among Palestinians, which seemed to add to uh, add significant controversy. And the atmosphere has also been impacted by the recent, oh, I'm going to say this wrong, nagorno Karabakh War, which is an Armenian enclave in Azerbaijan, in which the Turkey sided with the Azerbaijan Muslims against Armenians. I mean, that's that's been a tension that's been going on for mm. so so long, um, but it doesn't doesn't really help the cause. No, well, we just see this huge build up in resentment, yeah. and, and ill feeling, and there's there seems to be no willingness to look at the other person's side in in this. And in this particular case, there are a few different sides. That, yeah. Looking for recognition. It just shows how hard it is once you've lost trust in mm. a person or a group, um, even in our own lives, when you lose trust in a family member who, who you feel betrayed by or hurt by, it can be so difficult to rebuild that relationship from scratch. 100%. It, it, just, it, it just goes to show how, how much we should invest in the relationships around us mm. and and the same in, in this situation. You're no, so, no easy answers. Yeah, you're so right. And uh, so I'm reading Galatians for my devotions and, you know, it's it's a passage that I think we've probably all read, but I was reading last night, you know, there is now neither slave nor free, Jew nor mm. Greek. And I think That's for beautiful. us here it's really easy to read that and be like, yeah, there's no Jew nor Greek. Ooh, you got to some of these places where there's some serious mm. tension living there. Mm-hmm. Still, you know, this is a current thing among Christian to Christian, but with, yeah, really diverse sides, as you said, broken trust for many reasons from mm. many sides. Uh, I just finished reading a book called Light Force by Brother Andrew. It's an older book um, and it's about some of his work um, in this area. He does a lot of work in the Middle East. He's with Open Doors, if you guys aren't aware. They're very similar, I guess, in nature to Voice of the Martyrs, who we sometimes interview here just dealing with the persecuted church. And in this book, he was talking about how much um, hurt there is between even Christians in Jerusalem. And he just kind of, when he started going over there, was just wanting to strengthen the believers. And Mm. I guess it's a really fascinating look at, yeah, the conflict between, yes, I believe in Jesus and so do you, but hold on, we're from different sides of the fence here. And there are some deep wounds that we don't know how to heal because I experienced this by people of your kind Mm -hmm. and you experience, you know, just that human level, right? right? Right. Of pain and conflict and... We all long for justice. Mm, Yeah. 
So, yeah, that's going on at the moment. It is something that will probably continue to go on for a, a while. Uh, but, you know, meanwhile here we are worried about COVID. It is a bit of a hassle, but it is not the only thing that is going on. Uh, in another story, so Ben Carson, some of you guys may know him. He is famous for his work as a pediatric neurosurgeon. Uh, he's used his knowledge and experience as a physician to discuss the horrors of abortion. So we've seen quite a few different places in um, recent time who have, I guess, brought in legislation about abortion and mm. at what point you can abort up to. And he's described what is happening during the procedure as barbaric. And he, he's using pretty strong language. He says he describes late-term abortion as murder. He says that he's had the privilege of being able to operate on little babies that were 25, 26, 27, you know, kind of young yeah. weeks gestation. And they they need to be given anesthetic if they're going to be cut open for surgery. Mm-hmm. And so he said, you know, of course, if if a, term, uh, if a pregnancy is being terminated in they this way, feel pain. they can feel pain. He's like, this. these aren't just cells. These aren't yeah. just, you know, nothing. Um, and he also discussed how there is some very long-term psychological damage that abortion inflicts on a woman. And he's, he he kind of makes the point that while often the discussion does include the fact that, you know, we need to be aware of the health of the mother, Mm -hmm. um, he said the long-term impacts of her mental health are being ignored. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, in the church we tend to talk about these things more, but in the broader world this is just entirely taboo. Um, mm. If you like talking to non-Christian friends about this kind of thing, a lot of them would never have heard that about the mental health impacts on, on yeah. mothers. Um, a lot of them question, you know, did I just give in to my boyfriend when I was doing this? Um, what uh, a lot of them feel such a huge sense of, of loss at, you know, what have I done? What have I been a part of? Um, and even though, you know, that, that grief can be overwhelming and lead to further mental health issues. Um, we know that we have a redeemer. Mm. We have a God who restores us and who says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. No matter how far we go, no matter how far away we turn from God, he is always willing with open arms to receive us back. Mm. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because, and you raise a really good point that it's very easy, I think, to sometimes sit and have these conversations on whichever side mm-hmm. we're at. Um, but these are real people. The hundred percent, and you know, I've never been through this experience, and I'm mm-hmm. very thankful I haven't mm-hmm. had to. Um, I have really, really close friends who have, and some of them have just made comments to me. They're like, no matter which one I chose, there was going to be so much guilt there, just for mm-hmm. for different reasons, right. and. You know, it's wisdom. Wisdom is not making the right choice between a good thing and a bad thing. Mm. Wisdom is looking at two terrible, horrific choices Mm. and making a decision between them. Yeah. And that's where we need the Holy Spirit. If, If you're in a situation at the moment where you're struggling with this, you're expecting a child and and you don't know what to do. Please, please reach out to someone you trust. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. it's too late. Absolutely. And, um, I like, yeah, as you said, you know, God is the one who he knows our wounds, he knows our hearts, um, mm-hmm. he knows the stories that we don't and that other people can condemn us for um, or will try to. But, man, if God's on your side, I mean, that's the creator of the universe on mm-hmm. your side. If God is for us, who, who can, can be, be against, against us? us? 100%. 100%. It's so good, hey. 
Um, that kind of reminds me of that story that you just shared, Harley, that, you know, we are small but we're not insignificant. Mm. Yes. You know. Um, okay, but we will move on with the show. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We have Jaden Green. Jaden Green is in the studio with us. How are you, Jaden? Good, thank you, Pastor Harley, and good morning, Minnie, as well. Thank you for having us on the show. No, it's awesome to have you here. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Well, my name is Jaden. I'm 21 years old, and I come from Currambong. Um, I am studying at Avondale University College to be a pastor. How far through are you? I'm about halfway now, and I had the privilege of studying with Harley as well for while he was there a year ago. <laughs> yes, I have graduated and moved on, uh, but my young protege remains <laughs> to continue yeah. and study out his his uh, his 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 remaining uh, remaining course. Yeah, about two years to go. Yep, nice. yep. So, um, what uh, what brought you to study in this way? What was what's your personal journey of faith, and and how did God call you to ministry? And what is what are your hopes and aspirations? Sure. Well, I grew up in a um, in a very Christian household. I've had a very um, religious upbringing from a young age. I've always enjoyed going to Sabbath school and church and just from a young age I've always just loved being at church and getting to know God and and all and reading the Bible and all that. Um, I'm a huge extrovert, that's that's just me. I, I love being with people, I love meeting people, doing life with people and I thought from about the age of 10 I thought wow I really think God could have me be a pastor. Wow, from when you were 10? For about 10 years old. Nice. What gave you that impression? Like, apart from the people thing, I'm assuming you were raised in a Christian home, you sure, said? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so, so how, did you, how did you get that uh, knowledge? How did you get that, that you were, God had called you and created you to be a minister? Well, I really wanted to do mission work. I really wanted to be nice. a missionary, ideally to the country of Japan. That's Japan, where I really wanted Japan. To That's so yeah. interesting. So I'm looking at you right now. You are not Japanese, not at all, not at all. Uh, but why were you feeling called to Japan? And what, 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 what's the? Is there a great need there? There's a huge need in Japan. It's a very interesting country. You've got you've got about 126 million people and about maybe one percent Christian. So it's incredibly secular, which means it's not really connected with religion or anything spiritual. Was there a reason why Japan for you? Like, did you have Japanese friends? Did you were you somehow connected to the culture? Or not personally? Okay, but I've just seen the need. I see the mm. need over there that it's yeah. It, there's an exceedingly great need. Wow, wow! If there was just so many more young people uh, that also would look out in the world and see the need uh, for the gospel to go out as well, Jaden. So, um, so what? Are, what's your plans currently with? Um, How's that? How's that? How's that plan going well, forward? Well, aside from COVID, uh, yeah, co- <laughs> stopping that a little bit. COVID has um, interrupted those plans slightly, and for a while, especially last year, I thought, well, maybe I might never make it over there. But after doing some more reading and praying, I, I realised that God showed me that you don't become a missionary by crossing the sea; you become a missionary by seeing the cross. Ooh! And I realised then and there that. I can be a missionary right here. I can do God's work right here in Currambong, in Australia. I don't need to go to the other side of the world to do that. I can do it right here, right now, where I am. Say mm. that Say that thing again for us. You don't become... Yeah. Say it again. You don't become a missionary by crossing the sea. You become a missionary by seeing the cross. Mm, that's so good. what does it mean to see the cross? See the cross to... 
see it and live it, live out what God shows you through his word, through the Holy Spirit, you can do that right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So are you involved in kind of whether friends or personally or church being able to do that um, currently or is it just something that you're really trying to just personally live out on the daily or a bit of a mix? Um, fortunately for me uh, at college or university, I um, I have a church I look after every Every few months I move to a different church. It's like a placement just to like experience in a church. And I get to be involved with a wide variety of people all the time. Yep, yep. So which church are you currently involved with? I was at um, Lakeside Seventh-day Adventist Church. Yep, yep. But um, I I will probably get another church. Yeah, so go somewhere new when you just Yep, I know how it works. I've been there, done that, yep. You've probably been to a few (laughs) churches, Harley. Yes, yes, been to a few churches. I was at Wells End, I was at Lakeside, I was at Raymond Terrace. Uh, yes. During my during my time at, at college, yes, it's good, good experience. You get to see wide variety of people, all sorts. Mm. So, Jaden, have there been any particular moments or people or Bible verses that you've really held on to through your life? Like, what what have been some standout? Um, yeah, I guess points of your journey. Hmm. I really, my, I'll, I'll just go to my favorite verse. If that's all right. Yeah, go for it. You love a good favorite verse. Always have a favorite verse. John chapter fourteen. Has yours stayed the same for a long time, or is this your current one? This is my current okay, one. There's nice, 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 so nice, many yeah. verses I like. It, it just changes all the time. But my favorite verse at the moment is John chapter fourteen, verses one to three, and I read, "Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you." I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Mm. I mean, I really love that verse because it's just so full of hope. Yeah. And it comes with a really nice promise that God, Jesus right now is doing a work for us in heaven. He's preparing a place for us and that he can come and take us back and we may be with him forever. Yeah, as you were reading that, I was just thinking, yeah, this is so full of hope. Um, you're so right. And I think that's really important. I am, like, for me personally, some of the conversations I've been having with people, particularly COVID, right? It can seem a little bit hopeless when you're like, I have all these plans and now they're not there. And then you have, yeah, again, this God who just loves us and you're just like, no, no, I have a plan and it's going to be good. Just you yes. wait. <laughs> yes, yes. I definitely found uh, when uh, God called me to ministry, that when I put my trust in his uh, leading and uh, call in my life, that he took care of everything. And those dreams and aspirations that I'd always had before, even though uh, I gave myself to that call, he still was able to fulfill for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I, am, I am certain that uh, as you follow God's call, you will also find that, that great uh, sense of, of uh, fulfillment and, and you know, God blessing you above what you can ever imagine. Uh, so... Grew up, growing up in a Christian home, many I, I myself share this share this um, experience as well. Many of us who've grown up in Christian homes, always grown up around hearing the name of Jesus and what He's done for us. How did when did when did Jesus become personal to you? When did, when did He become your own faith and not just the faith of your parents? And and how did you personally come to meet Jesus? When I was about 10 years old, as I mentioned a bit earlier, that's when my faith became real for me. Like, I've obviously heard about Jesus and God and the Bible since I was about, oh, since tiny, but it was about 10 when I, when, I, when it really became me. 
I do want to share a little thing. I, I, as I said, I grew up in a, um, in a Christian household and knew about God from a young age. But as a child, I always wished that I had this like amazing, powerful conversion story that suddenly changed everything and that led to a dramatic transformation of my life. Um, there's a story I like in Acts chapter 9 in which the Apostle Paul met Jesus in an amazing transformation um, on the road to Damascus. And, and I wished my life was somehow had that powerful trans- transformation too. But as I, as I did some more Bible study and prayer, I, I was encouraged by a story found in 1 um, in Kings. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses um, 11 to 12, and it's about God reveals himself to a man called Elijah. And, and the verse goes, Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire a still, small voice. You know, many and highly, I've heard a lot of people say to me that they'll believe in God when he just pops out and shows himself and introduces himself right in front of, right, right in front of them. But, you know, that's not really how God operates. God never forces himself or intrudes in other people's lives. He He's the still small voice, the gentle voice that's there if you want to listen. Jesus says in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. So that's the way God worked in my life, through the still small voice that leads, guides and comforts me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. So, so you are... Currently walking with God, you're currently, um, you know, studying the Bible, training to develop skills to uh, pastor uh, a church and, and, and lead and guide. How are you maintaining that relationship with God? I mean, during this last year, it's been, you know, I was, I guess, you know, college would have been shut down, everything going online, uh, you know, there would have been a lot, you know, your plans were about future in Japan going up, you know, I, I remember knowing you from, from last year, you had a rise and that had to get ca- cancelled halfway through because of COVID. Yeah, that was sad. Um, so how have you been able to maintain your relationship with God through these uh, through these tough times? As my mum my used to say many years ago, love is spelt T-I-M-E. Mm. Yeah. Love is spelt T-I-M-E. And if you love God and if you want to keep that relationship going, then you need to invest the time. And I've noticed that when I didn't invest as much time as I should, I was spiritually quite at a quite low level and not really not really focused or engaged. But when you put the time in and you, you, you do your prayer and your Bible study and you honestly ask God to, to show things in your life, that's when it happens. And that's mm. the nature of any interaction we have with people, right? The more we spend time together, the more we get to know each other, the more, you know, you become like each other. You know, I pick up sayings from people all the time if I hang out with them all the time. Yep. And I think it's the same with God, right? Yes, He's just yes. like, hey, come, come hang out with me. <laughs> that's yes. it. Well, I mean, he even put it in uh, the fourth commandment, mm. um, one of his one of, one of God's actual Ten Commandments, where he, he actually tells us to remember to spend time with him on the seventh day mm. of the week on the Sabbath. Uh, but also, you know, every morning, 
waking up, opening your Bible, reading what God has to say to you this day, praying, talking with God uh, throughout the day as you go uh, throughout the day as well. A very, very important thing to uh, to do. So, um, you know, I, I, I've been where you are now studying the ministry and they often get interviewed with uh, potential employers. <laughs> uh, so tell us, what is the dream church that you would like to pastor? Mm. What was the dream church you would like to work at? If God was to give you your wildest dream, what kind of church would you, uh, what kind of church would you like to see yourself at? Just a church that loves each other hey. and loves others. Mm-hmm. Because I want a church where I can safely bring someone. Yeah, A church that I can bring someone who's not familiar with church, and they can become part of that community. And that's what I really want. The mm. church that, that can grow, but really loves God and loves each other. Mm, love mm. God, love people, live mm. humble, mm. hey? Mm. That's it. So if you're listening to this right now and, and you're thinking, well, that's a church, uh, we have a church like that, or we're working on getting a church like <laughs> that, hey, who knows, one day <laughs> Jaden may end up being your pastor. Uh, and that, i got to tell you, you will be very blessed to have this man of God there uh, oh, leading oh. And, and helping your church. Mm. Love you, Harley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been so good to have you on, Jaden. Do you have any like final, just like a sentence that if you want to leave with anyone, just to be like, hey? Yeah, um, one of my other favorite Bible verses, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy thirty-one verse six: Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them, for the Lord your God, He is one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. So, for all the listeners out there. Be encouraged today. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. What a good note to end that on. Um, Thank you heaps for coming in, Jaden. It's been awesome to hear a bit more of your story. Who knows if you guys are around the Kurumbong area. You might bump into this guy at some point in time. Or he may end up being your pastor. Absolutely. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.